Welcome to Mother Food Season 2, Conversations that Nourish the Modern Mother. I'm your host, Elisa Timoshkina, food writer, author, curator, chef, and a mother, passionate about maternal empowerment through food and conversation. In this season, we meet women who forged inspiring careers in food, nutrition, and wellness, while also embracing lives as mothers. We talk about what it means to be a woman, a mother, and a creative. We share intimate moments of our complex journey with all the intricacies of our relationships to our bodies, our partners, and our children. And of course, there's a lot of talking about the food. I passionately believe that when women's voices come together to share stories, some magical transformation takes place. So, let's talk. So here we are, it's almost Christmas, and I'm so delighted to share this extra episode with you. I have created a Christmas special recording where I have invited some of my favorite guests on the podcast to record a little story for you. I have asked them to share their most cherished memories of Christmas as children, their first Christmas as a mother, tell us a little about their plans for this year's Christmas, and also share an absolute must-have Christmas dish at their table. It goes without saying that this Christmas for many of us will be a lot more challenging and very different to perhaps what we expected it to be. And I hope that this episode will bring up the joy and the magic of this special holiday. It most certainly did that for me. I absolutely loved listening to these recordings because my guests recorded them for me separately. So uh, for me, it was also a bit of a surprise to hear what they had to share. And there's so much beauty and so much comfort in their stories. Some of them brought tears to my eyes, most of them made me smile, and most certainly made me very hungry. And one of the main things that I'm particularly grateful for this year is this incredible community of women that has appeared in my life thanks to the podcast. So I'd like to use this opportunity to thank all of my guests who came on to share their stories, and of course you, the listeners who create this very space. Your messages have melted my heart over and over again, and I can't wait to continue growing and nurturing this little community that we have created. Happy Christmas. Hi, I'm Emiko Davies. I'm a food writer from Australia and I live in Italy. At the moment I'm camping out at my at my mother-in-law's house while we're renovating um, our house um, and we are halfway between Florence and Pisa. Um, my most cherished memory of Christmas from my childhood is probably um, it probably is just in general this feeling of um, magic. <laughs> My parents went out of their way to um, to really, you know, keep uh, 
Santa alive in our imaginations as children. I'm the eldest of three. And so um, even as like a quite old child, I think I was probably 10, I can still remember... Um, I can still remember like the, the joy on Christmas morning of waking up and seeing Santa's presents and stockings and things like that. But also my parents would um, go sort of an extra mile, an extra step. There were always little clues that Santa had visited. So um, one Christmas, um, we, we lived in Beijing um, for about eight years when I was growing up. And one Christmas, um, it had snowed and they actually um, had, we found, we found reindeer footprints in the snow on the balcony. Um, at, and another Christmas when we were in Australia and it was summertime, we didn't have a balcony or a chimney. Um, but we did have, um, you know, lots of windows and fly screens on the windows because we have lots of flies in Australia. And, um, you know, Santa had forgotten to put the fly screen back on because obviously that's how he got in and out of the house was through a window. Um, and it, it was just, there were just these little things that um, that I think helped create this feeling of, of sort of magic and, and but also very sort of exciting as kids, um, especially when we got a little bit older to sort of see all of those little, little things. Um, it's something that I hope I can also do for my for my girls um just to sort of keep that that wonderful sort of magical feeling alive um my first christmas as a mother was <laughs> one that i don't really remember very well i had a four-day-old baby and um this was my my eldest daughter so she was my first baby uh, she was four days old. She was born on the 21st of December. And I think I had spent probably three hours trying to get her to sleep and trying to feed her. And my whole family had come to visit us. We were in Melbourne at the time. And um, I just remember that I didn't sit down for Christmas lunch with them because I was busy with the baby and trying to figure things out with the baby. It was, it was all, um, it was all a bit of a blur. I mean, it was, it was beautiful, but it was, a, it was really a bit of a blur. This Christmas, um, we are in um, sort of semi-lockdown in Tuscany. Um, so it's going to be, you know, a little bit smaller than normal. It will just be, um, just us with my mother-in-law because we're, we're staying in her house. So she's, she's with us, which is nice. And, um, I think that it's just going to be like kind of a normal, a normal day. Um, my eldest daughter has already requested staying in pajamas all day. I think that's a really, really good idea. I think if there's any Christmas to sort of spend the whole day in pajamas, this is definitely the one to do that in. And um, it's just going to be quiet. We'll just cook a few of our favorite things and um, open presents together and have, uh, we usually have pancakes for breakfast. Um, I think it will just be sort of like a, like a kind of extended Sunday morning, but all day long. <laughs> um, one of the recipes that is a classic for us for Christmas, well, in, in Italy, um, ever since I've lived in, in Italy, which is now um, 15 years, uh, one of the things that is always, always, always on the Christmas table is my mother-in-law's lasagna. 
we call it pastel forno in Tuscany. And um, it's something, it's a, her signature dish. This is the, the thing that everybody always requests her to make. And it's delicious and it's comforting and it's something you can make in advance. Um, or the ragu is always made at least one or two days before. The lasagna is always put together like well before and it's... Um, it's even it's even cooked well before you need to serve it because it it does quite well when it's sort of sat for a while and um, and then obviously you can reheat it you know when you when you want to serve it so it's actually a really good dish to do for something like Christmas and uh, it's one of those things that um, has become a bit of a tradition for my my girls to help nonna. Um, put together so she'll cook the ragu she'll cook the bechamel and have everything out on the kitchen table and then they'll sit there and, and do all the layers together and the girls will help her and I really love that that's part of the tradition as well so yeah that's so that sounds like that's going to be what our Christmas will be like um, this year uh, a big lasagna uh, pajamas and um, and just nice and quiet Merry Christmas my name is Erin Goyoaga, and I'm currently in Seattle, Washington, but I'm originally from the Basque Country in northern Spain. My most cherished memory of Christmas from my childhood is it didn't happen just once, it happened every year. And so my grandparents owned and operated a pastry shop across the street from where I grew up, and so um, Christmas was a very busy time for our family. Um, everybody worked, all my uncles, uncles and aunts and my mom, and we all kind of worked there and pitched in. And on Christmas Eve day, in, the e in that evening, the shop would close around 6 p.m. And after taking a short rest, we would um, begin cooking dinner, Christmas Eve dinner, which was our bigger meal or celebration. We always gathered on Christmas Day, but Christmas Eve was um, where kind where it felt like it was a bigger celebration. And so I just remember after the pastry shop would close, uh, helping my grandmother and my mom and my aunts uh, make dinner for that night. And usually it was uh, a gathering of maybe 25 to 30 people um, and my grandparents lived above the pastry shop so we would set up these makeshift tables and just everybody being very close to each other uh, around this table in their dining room and um, just very humble uh, nothing fancy nobody was really dressed up but I, I remember those times really fondly and it was always like a big pot of some sort of stew there was always fish soup um, and then pastries and, you know, a lot of typical Spanish uh, little appetizers, jamón and asparagus and nothing extravagant, uh, but just really exciting. I just remember that time being very exciting. And my first Christmas as a mother, honestly, I do not remember. Um, my son was six months old, five months old uh, around Christmas time. Uh, and so it all feels like a blur. I actually, in hindsight, I feel like I was probably going through a bit of depression. And so it's hard for me to remember. Uh, I'm sad to say, I think my parents came to visit us. Um, I was living in Florida at the time. And uh, I really don't have any... I do remember more like his second year. But I don't remember that first year, sadly. 
this year we'll be spending Christmas, uh, just the four of us at home. We usually have friends over um, because all my family is in the Basque Country and my husband's family lives um, in another state. We um, just have like a friend's Christmas, but this year it will just be the four of us and uh, it will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We usually also, just like I did as a child, we celebrate Christmas Eve uh, having a big meal and... Um, you know, singing and all those things. But then Christmas Day is just usually super chill and we hang out in our pajamas all day and kind of watch movies and really relax. And I, I look forward to that this year. And a recipe that is an absolute classic in my family during Christmas is definitely fish soup. Um, and I still make it every Christmas I make it. And in fact, my daughter just asked me about it the other day. Um, the recipe is actually in my book, Canela Vini, and it's um, a fish broth um, with a base. It's not like a bouillabaisse base at all. It's like a base of uh, sofrito with like onions, garlic, peppers, uh, carrots, tomato, um, and then a super flavorful broth made with fish bones and heads and uh, shrimp peels and shrimp heads and all these things. And um, then there's a little bit of bread in the in the base too to thicken the broth. And then at the end, you add pieces of fish and just uh, it's really simple, but it's very Basque and it's something I grew up with and um, we enjoy every Christmas. Hi, I'm Heidi Z. I'm a pre and postnatal dietitian and writer living in Melbourne, Australia, with my husband and two kids aged five and two. My most cherished memory of Christmas from my childhood is that feeling of joy on Christmas morning. My younger brother and I would wake super early and climb into bed together, totally giddy with excitement, and my older brother would sleep in, which was so frustrating. But when he was awake, the three of us would race downstairs to see what Santa had brought us. I remember big stockings full of presents. I remember my parents cradling cups of hot tea in their hands. And I remember my younger brother and I tearing through our gifts and my older brother opening every one of them painstakingly slowly, as was his style. And I remember us just being so present and happy and that feeling of wonderment was so profound. You know, even though I'm grown and I'm the magic maker now in our house, it stayed with me, that feeling. My first Christmas as a mother, my daughter was maybe four months old. And I remember we had had a rough night the previous night. Joan was very wakeful, which was normal. But I remember my husband and I had had a fight. I don't remember precisely what it was about, but I do remember that it wasn't about anything important. It was one of those fights that was fueled by both of us just being so tired and we were both irritable and stubborn. Um, but we'd made up before going to bed, but I remember just feeling even more tired than usual on Christmas Day because of it. And I remember also feeling really bummed because my eyes were puffy from crying lots. <laughs> um, but I also remember feeling really happy. You know, Ben and I were over whatever it was we were fighting about. And in the morning, we sat on our bed with our baby and opened presents. And it felt really, really special. Like, this is the start of something wonderful. Christmas this year 
is looking to be like any other year. We are very lucky in that we have just finished a strict lockdown period in Victoria and we are currently COVID free. So we are allowed to have gatherings. And I know that is quite, things are quite different there in the UK and my heart goes out to you all. For us, we'll be home for Christmas morning as usual. We'll open presents and have our typical breakfast, which is a fruit salad containing lots of lovely summer fruits, lots of stone fruits like mango and cherries, because, of course, Christmas happens in summer here in Australia. We then go to my mum and dad's house for Christmas lunch. We love Christmas as a family, but it's also a really hard time for us. My older brother died three days before Christmas, I think it will be 12 years ago this year that that happened. And being together and preparing and cooking a Christmas lunch is very therapeutic for us. My parents are amazing in the kitchen. They cook a full traditional English meal with roast meats and veggies and stuffing, two kinds of stuffing actually, and two kinds of gravy, followed by plum pudding. We have English and Irish ancestry from way back, so we have some treasured family recipes for pudding and such, but it doesn't make a lot of sense seasonally that we eat this way, as it's summertime. And many Aussies do cook a more appropriate meal of, say, prawns on the barbecue and summer salads with pavlova. But for us, I can't imagine Christmas without our roast and our plum pudding. We then tend to spend the afternoon napping, playing with presents, running around my parents' garden, and then we will try to take as many leftovers as possible (laughs) from my parents' kitchen. And we come with containers. We are all ready. And um, we then drive home, put the kiddos to bed, and Ben and I will stay up in bed ourselves watching um, Love Actually or Home Alone or some Christmas movie and we'll eat leftovers which is a really nice way to end the day. One of my favourite recipes for Christmas is boozy sauce, which we make to go with our plum pudding. It's made by melting butter in a saucepan, then adding dark brown sugar, eggs, port and sherry, and whisking until the sugar is dissolved. So it's this beautiful, rich, boozy, buttery syrup, which you then chill And then when it's time to serve the pudding, you fold the sauce through whipped cream. It's beautiful. My name is Zuza Zak, and I'm a food writer who focuses on East European cuisine. I have published one cookbook, Polska, New Polish Cooking, and I have two more on the way. And I am also mummy to two little girls, one baby and one five-year-old. We live in London, UK, but we go back to Poland really often as we have a house there as well. Christmases were really magical um, during my childhood in Poland. Um, Even though Poland is a Catholic country, there's these pagan undertones where animals are rumoured to speak in human voices and you put straw under the tablecloth and you wait for the first star before you start your Christmas Eve feast. And all these little rituals make it really special for a young child. We would spend them at my Babcia house. That's my mum's mum. And she had uh, three sons and one daughter and they all had children. So we were all squeezed into this tiny little apartment and in a tower block. <laughs> and um, 
we would actually prepare for days. You know, you would be kind of uh, going there and helping grandma in her tiny little kitchen prepare a feast for so many people. And really, for me, the preparations are still such an important part of it. I love them. My mum, I think, not so much. <laughs> um, and it was just this sort of feeling of family and warmth that, you know, we want to recreate every Christmas now. My first Christmas as a mother um, was at my mum's house uh, down on the south coast. Um, it was just a few days after I'd given birth. <laughs> so I was in a bit of a daze, to be honest with you. Normally, I help with the preparations for a few days before because, you know, there are 13 dishes in the Polish tradition. So there's quite a lot of work to be done. But um, I was in no state to do that on my first Christmas as a mum. Um, so I think we just kept it quite simple so my mum wouldn't get it overworked and I just really kind of appreciated being surrounded by family. Christmas is going to be a little bit different this year because of Corona so we've decided not to do a big sit-down meal and have a buffet instead. We're still going to have our 13 non-meat dishes but we might sort of have slightly different ones like we'll go easy on the soups probably um, and just have the Warsaw Borscht which is a clear beetroot broth which you can have from a cup anyway to wash down lots of dumplings and things um, and I think we're not going to do the sort of sharing of the holy wafer um, and instead we'll just um, toast with champagne. <laughs> but actually I'm really looking forward to Christmas this year because it's going to be my youngest, Kaja's first Christmas with us um, and we haven't spent that much time with our family this year because of uh, the virus, of course. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really special in its own way. So I'm going to make the borscht this year and I'm going to make it uh, the traditional way. So I'm going to ferment some beetroot with allspice and cloves and things like that for a few days and make this kind of strong uh, beetroot kind of elixir. And then I'm going to use... Um, dried mushrooms to create a broth and uh, mix it with the fermented beetroot and um, I might stick a bit of seaweed in there as well to kind of just give it more of that kind of umami tang and finish off with some marjoram and that's sort of the classic vegetarian um, thing you would have on Christmas Eve in Poland and, and you'd have lots of sort of little dumplings and things with it. Hi, I'm Lyra Lee, chef, food writer and author of Coconut and Sambal and mother to 16-month-old toddler Jonah and I'm currently in East London. My most cherished memory from Christmas from my childhood would really have to be summed up in the way we celebrated Christmas as a family. We began our celebrations on Christmas Eve and we always invite in people who we know who don't have uh, any immediate family that they can celebrate Christmas with. Um, our neighbours when we were little were from Argentina and so they would always come to our Christmas feasts on Christmas Eve and as time went along we would invite a South African family, a British family, um, many different people have come to our Christmas and so Christmas is really a time of coming together for my own family but also for us to reach out to others that might not have uh, a family of their own to celebrate Christmas with.
We traveled to Australia for my first Christmas as a mother and we spent uh, time with my parents, my sister, her children and her husband uh, by renting a holiday house uh, on the beach and uh, spending the week of Christmas there. We spent lots of time barbecuing and cooking recipes from my cookbook, like chicken satay with peanut sauce, and we made dumplings together. And it was a really special time. It was also a time when we dressed up Jonah as an elf and as a little Santa, and we took hilarious and cheesy Christmas photos together as a family that I absolutely love. And this has now become a tradition in our household to get a cheesy Christmas portrait together. This year we'll be traveling to Devon in England to spend time with my in-laws, my husband's parents. And it will be really special because it will be Jonah's first Christmas that he'll have an awareness of what is going on. I think uh, there'll be a lot of uh, cooking for sure. Uh, My mother-in-law is an excellent cook as well. Um, But we're also going to order a couple of meal kits uh, at home so we can take some time off. My plan is to stagger the present that Jonah gets so he won't get all of his presents on Christmas Day so he's not overwhelmed Uh, I think I'm going to stretch Christmas out over you know a one or two week period so he might get you know a new toy every day because I'm sure he'll be showered with gifts from aunties and uncles and grandparents alike a signature dish from my family when we celebrate Christmas in Australia is barbecued snapper with a lovely Asian dressing. Uh, in Australia, seafood is king and they have incredible fresh fish markets. So on Christmas Eve, uh, the family or one of the member of the family will travel to the fish market and get a gorgeous big whole fish like a snapper. And then the fish uh, will get will be scored, uh, rubbed or marinated with a soy and ginger and chili and lime kind of dressing, uh, wrapped in foil and then barbecued until the flesh is just flaking off the bone and it is absolutely delicious. Uh, and then it will always be served alongside some gorgeous barbecued prawns. Uh, we just love seafood on Christmas Day. And if you can imagine, Australia is scorching hot on Christmas Day. So the things that you want to eat are things that are kind of light and fresh. And uh, when I think of Christmas, I think of seafood. My name is Eleanor Ford. I'm a food and travel writer, though this year I've been largely bound to my London home, and that's where I am now. One Christmas as a small child, I remember my mother had made beautiful painted little marzipan fruits, which he'd given to all the children in the family. After a big Christmas lunch, I remember uh, my cousins and I lying in front of a crackling fire, all sticky-fingered from the marzipan fruit and pouring through the presents that we'd opened, comparing our treasures for the day. That's a sort of happy, cosy Christmas memory from my childhood. My son was born in November, so he was a very small baby on our first Christmas together. And I remember an overwhelming excitement of being able to introduce this new little person to our Christmas traditions, those of my husband's family, of my family, and the idea that we were now creating this new family together and perhaps we'd start to create new Christmas traditions of our own. Um, We've chosen to do that by celebrating winter solstice, just our family. We do something special every year. the four of us that there are now, and then we move on to Christmas together with the wider family. 
And it's wonderful that we've got our own little traditions that we are evolving and developing on those few dark days before Christmas, before we go back into the old traditions that have seen us throughout our own childhoods, which we're also wanting to share with our children. This Christmas, we'll be in London. There'll be turkey and wood fires, quince gin and candlelight, a Christmas tree covered in decorations, both those collected from around the world on our travels and joined with the sticky, glittered baubles brought back from school. There'll be stollen and marron glacé, oats sprinkled out for Father Christmas's reindeers and stockings at the end of the beds, devils on horseback, sugared mice, nougat and ginger buns, carols from King's College, and most importantly, togetherness. A Christmas recipe I love to make is for very gingery buns. Now, this isn't any gingerbread. There is a quadruple ginger hit here. I use fresh, ground ginger, stem ginger, and ginger beer as well. So you have a real intensity. It's one of those recipes that's kind of better if you make it ahead. The longer they sit, they become damp and squidgy, dark. There's treacle in there. So they're a wonderful, sticky, rich treat when you eventually eat them. Oh, yum, I'm going to have to go and make some now. So these were the wonderful stories of my guests. And now I'd like to share mine as well. So I am Alyssa, the host of this podcast, a food writer, cookbook author, culinary teacher and events curator. I am based in North London, where I live with my partner and our two-year-old daughter. My most cherished memories of Christmas are intertwined with the memories of New Year Eves. It's a bit of a complex history in the Russian context and the Soviet context that Christmases were banned for most of the 20th century. The awe and the magic that we traditionally experience around Christmas was transported to the New Year's Eve and it has really become a sacred holiday where people would anticipate and prepare for it months and months in advance. Traditionally, people would often watch a really popular Soviet New Year's Eve-themed comedy called The Irony of Fate. And my family was no exception and still isn't. And me and my mom would always make the feast to the sound of the film that was always playing on the background. As for Christmas, I do have some really magical memories being at my grandparents' place. And that was in the early 90s when Christmas was allowed again. And interestingly, there was a bit of a pagan tone to the celebration that Christmas Eve, which is the big night in the calendar, is often used for fortune telling. And I remember me and my grandma would put a candle on the window seal and she made a little well out of matches to put under my bed. And that well was there to supposedly attract a dream of my future husband. And I had to say a spell like my future husband come to the well and I will give you some water to drink. And I really did have a dream of a wedding and I saw myself as an adult 
getting married. So it's funny how that dream really stuck with me. My first Christmas as a mother was spent here in the UK. My daughter was born in November, so she was only six or seven weeks around Christmas. And of course, it's been an extraordinarily special time, not just because we had this lovely new member of the family with us, but also because my family and my partner's mother came to visit. So it was the first time that we have hosted Christmas. This year, Christmas will be very similar, only sadly with no family around. But I'm actually really looking forward to having our Christmas, just the three of us, Our daughter is now two and she really understands the concept of Christmas and presents and she is enchanted by Christmas lights. She loves her advent calendar. So I'm really thrilled by the prospect of a very cozy, warm Christmas together, just the three of us. A traditional recipe that has been around since I was a child is a roast duck with sauerkraut which I'm definitely going to make over the festive season. It's a really fantastic, super simple recipe, which involves nothing but a good duck and a very pungent fermented cabbage. So all you do is you stuff the duck with fermented cabbage and you roast it. And then you get the most incredible juicy fatty cabbage that serves as a side and of course you serve it with um, roast potatoes and duck fat it's delicious i wish you a truly heartwarming and restful christmas lots of love thank you for listening and for being part of the mother food community If you are enjoying this podcast, please share, subscribe, rate and review. It really does make a huge difference. I'd love for you to join the conversation over on Instagram, where you can find me under Alisa Timoshkina. And do visit my website, alisatimoshkina.com, to find out more about the Mother Food cooking course and enjoy the recipes featured on this podcast. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to share the next episode with you.